Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Sunday Tarot Talk. I am Jason. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we are on Key 20, Judgment. So we're almost to the end of this uh, series. Thanks for sticking with me. If you've been with me the whole time, appreciate you guys being here. Uh, if this is your first time listening, of course, we got uh, 19, or excuse me, 20 more of these shows, zero to uh, Key 19. Oh, wait, 20 of those, yeah. And then uh, this is Key 20, and then we'll, of course, be doing Key 21 uh, in a couple of weeks, which is the final card of the world. Uh, so this is, as I said, Key 20, the Judgment card, the Judgment card. And that is the card with the angel Gabriel on it and three uh, people, a man, woman, and child coming out of um, three coffins that are floating on uh, water. And then there's an iceberg in the background, the angel's holding a trumpet. Again, that's the angel Gabriel. And then there's, a, uh, there's a, an equal armed cross on a flag uh, as well. There's different versions of this card, but I'm looking at the BOTA one. Uh, so we'll be looking at this card and some of the meanings of this card. This is a really uh, uh, important and interesting card. So, you know, stick with us. You're gonna learn some stuff today and, um, you know, we'll make it fun as well. So, uh, as I said, uh, you know, this is our, our almost our last one. So I'm not sure where we're going to go after this. Uh, if you've got any suggestions about what you'd like to do in terms of um, a next series of tarot, I want to do another series. Uh, please let me know. Uh, you can hit us up at uh, info at cosmiceye.org or, you know, reach us through social media uh, at Cosmic Eye Tarot um, is, is, is my, uh, my uh, IG account. And so you can reach me there as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. As I said, we appreciate you guys being here. And those of you who are uh, supporting the show and those of you who have purchased from us through CosmicEye.org, we do have all three of our uh, Cosmic Eye tarot decks that we publish available now. We've got our Blooming Cat Tarot, our Rainbow Unicorn deck, and our latest deck, which is called the Liber Florum deck, which means Book of Flowers. And that's a great deck that corresponds to the a magical correspondence of uh, the Kabbalistic meanings and symbolism of the flowers um, uh, corresponded to uh, the different tarot cards. Uh, so that's a great deck and it's a beautiful, beautiful artwork if, uh, if I do say so myself. So check that out if you get a chance, labor form. All right, so Judgment card, judgment card. So this is key 20, as I said, and this shows uh, basically the sixth stage of spiritual unfoldment. So you'll remember back as I've described this. So if you take the cards and you put them into uh, three rows of seven with the fool on the top, kind of fourth row, the fool is a sort of free floating element. And you have these three rows uh, representing different stages uh, uh, and different energy qualities. Uh, the third row is, is this, this um, explanation of spiritual unfoldment. So you're going to get the sort of effects of the top two rows coming into play in this third bottom row, which is, uh, so you, at the top row, you've got cards, card numbers one through seven, so the magician through chariot. And the second row below that, you have strength through uh, through the uh, through 14. Um, why is that card escaping me at the moment? 14 is the uh, temperance card. Temperance card, yes. And 15 through uh, 21. So it's the devil through the world. Devil through the world. 
So, uh, so this bottom third row, a third bottom row in these in this in this configuration is these stages of spiritual unfoldment that Paul Foster Case um, is describing. So, as I've said, of course, I'm drawing heavily from the BOTA teachings, BOTA.org, if you want to get the lessons through there, or any of the Paul Foster Case books that are available on Amazon are going to give you further information, some of these basic ideas that I'm giving you in, in this show. And that's one source that I use, but mainly Paul Foster Case uh, has been my guide through this, uh, this tarot journey of mine. And so I'm greatly uh, thankful to him. And he's, where, he's here with us in spirit, as I say, each week. So, okay, so the sixth stage of spiritual unfoldment uh, is, is, is realization. And that has to do with this judgment card. Uh, the first stage uh, is the devil, which has to do with the recognition of bondage being an illusion. Uh, the second stage is the, um, the tower card. I'm going off the top of my head here, so bear with me as I, as I look through these visual images of mine. The tower card, which is illumination or awakening. 17 is the star card, and that is meditation, but it's also uh, revelation, the idea of revelation. That's the stage of spiritual unfoldment. So 18 then is organization. That's an organization of a new form of uh, apparatus within the body to receive different types of spiritual information. Uh, 19 is the sun, and the sun is uh, liberation. I'm suddenly forgetting what the sun is. Hang on one second. Sorry, the sun is uh, uh, is the sun. The sun is, I just had it, it is regeneration. The sun is regeneration. And then, of course, this, uh, this card, that's key 19, key 20, is realization, realization. So at this stage, this, you know, this idea of personal consciousness is then on the, sort of on the verge or on the edge of blending with this idea of universal consciousness or cosmic consciousness. And you begin to realize the adept actually begins to realize that his or her personality is really nothing but a manifestation of, of the connection or the real or the relation between self-consciousness and subconsciousness within. So then you see yourself at that point, the adept sees him or herself as that, uh, sees that that self-consciousness and subconsciousness themselves, you know, the personal idea of that are not really personal, but they're just modes of universal consciousness. So there's that realization of cosmic consciousness, that understanding. It's not the actual complete um, connection or complete um, merging with that universal consciousness, but there's the realization. So uh, that adept or that person then knows that in reality, his person, his personality, his or her personality has no no separate existence. So at this stage, then. Um, all the intellectual ideas, the intellectual convictions that one has is, is confirmed by what Paul Foster Case calls fourth dimensional experience, sort of um, individual understanding of this 
spiritual world and then the sort of uh, understanding that this individual understanding is actually a universal understanding that one is having. So it blots out this delusion of personal separateness. So the number 20 that's connected to this card um, is also connected to the letter Kaf, which we talked about in key 10, which is the wheel of fortune. And so we, we talked about that, the number 20 then, and that, that letter Kaf, that Hebrew letter Kaf symbolizes grasp, like it's like a hand grasping something, an open hand, uh, it means grasp or comprehension. So this idea uh, is basic in connection with key 20, because in this key, we see the result of completing that cycle of manifestation that's represented by the wheel. So that cycle of manifestation or growth or unfolding that, that we see in that, that wheel of fortune card. So, you know, in, in the lesson on key 10, um, we talked about how humanity itself is really kind of in the position of the Hermanubis uh, symbol that you see on the side there. That's that jackal headed uh, creature that's on the side of the card there, that's Hermanubis. That's Anubis and Hermes mixed together, by the way. So that the completion of that great work consists in the extension of the light of intelligence uh, through that part of the wheel, which is marked by the letter Yod. So if you want to find out more about that, listen back to Key 10, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, but in other words, this really means that man, when, 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 when humans comprehend their true nature, then you see that that nature is identical with the one reality, the one will, the cosmic consciousness, the I am consciousness, uh, many, many names for it, God consciousness, uh, which is the universe, or which the, of, of which the universe, excuse me, of which the universe is, is a manifestation. So that, that cosmic consciousness manifests as this universe that we experience. And then you understand that, you know, there's this biblical phrase, I have no will, but to do the will of him who, of him that sent me. And you, you begin to understand what that means. Uh, but you know that will, you know, at this stage, when you have this realization, you know that will. You know, that's a will to freedom. You know, you understand it as a will to joy, a will to abundance, a will to life with a capital L, a will to good. Um, to the to the to the sharing of every good and perfect gift that that you know the universe bestows on us as human beings so you comprehend it as the will <clears throat> which has its expression in all activities and all experience um and you know it, it's a point where like at this point in our in our before this realization you know we you know we, we realize every once in a while we experience this you know maybe we're watching the sunrise or you see the expression of a a newborn baby or you know you see it in you know in in the in the natural world or something you you know you realize that you know that this will expresses no lack no disease no failure no poverty in reality those are creations of the mind those are creations of the mind and our, our disconnection from spirit so you grasp um that whatever you know whatever appearance of evil surrounds us um they, they're really seeming it's seemingly evil because we we start to understand that we we're not yet seeing the true relations between things we don't have a true understanding so you know it's sort of a mixed bag of understanding uh, before this realization comes upon us 
Um, so we're all working through that and we're moving forward. And that's what this tarot study is all about. You know, it's developing these faculties and developing new ways of spiritual understanding and developing our imagination, our vision, our, our memory, our connection to spirit and so on. So I do encourage you guys, as I say each week, to, uh, to work with these cards, to, you know, pick them up and work with them. Yes, use them in divination, but also, you know, meditate on them, contemplate them, you know, get, get these BOTA cards, color them yourself. Uh, and and you really make them part of your own unconscious experience. So you know when you begin to really break through and have this experience of revelation, you see you know you see your life as a succession of miracles. Really, you know when you begin to see that light, um, then it's like that lightning flash experience in Key 16 that's blasting that tower. It completely changes your whole paradigm, shifts the way you look at a life and breaks down all these structures of error and misunderstanding and misconceptions that you might have um, you know, accrued or accumulated over the years. Uh, that's what that lightning blast does. And so people oftentimes fear that tower card, you know, cause it does, you know, it often means a sudden change or a collapse or, you know, it might be a destruction of something or a certain way of life, something like that. But ultimately I always see it as, as for the better. It's something that is going to teach you and make you a better person and open up spiritual understanding for you. Um, so in this state represented by Q20, I said this revelation state, there's a, there's a sort of this understanding of a perpetual recognition, you know, continual recognition of the power of spirit. So if you look at the number 20, if you look at it from the right to the left, you know, zero and two, as we look at these numbers, because we read them like they're Hebrew, since this is a Kabbalistic system, it, it expresses this notion. So we're looking at two, zero, it's from right to left. So it's going to be zero, two. We look at this as the operation of the no thing, the no thing, that's the zero represent, represented by the fool no thing through memory which is two or the in other words the working of the fool's vision through the law the subconscious law of the high priestess which operates through this conscious or excuse me through this subconscious uh, memory which is connected connected to the high priestess so there's a then you know when once we reach this level of revelation there's a freedom from from you know, problems with our memory or, you know, difficulties in, in um, memorization or, or putting things together, things like that, uh, that might have been difficult at the beginning of the work that we're doing. Everything is in there. It's like locked in and we have this connection to subconsciousness where there's just a complete clarity of memory moment by moment. Um, we're always connected to the truth and we're able to live it. So with this recognition, there's a new type of consciousness comes up. And, and Paul Foster Kiss talks about how we don't, we, we, we don't really sleep anymore. I mean, we'll sleep, you know, literally, but then there's, there's something else going on. Our bodies are actually, you know, put to rest in that state, but, but the consciousness remains awake and it's able to function, function consciously in that fourth, fourth dimension, in that dream state, sort of lucid dreaming. Um, 
and it you know it's a different state of state of being so this is one of the meanings of conscious immortality um, and you know i i can testify to this um i've experienced this at times you know uh, not continually, but at times I've had this sort of uh, conscious experience and, and unconscious experience during sleep and so on. And I think Paul Foster Case, he wrote, he wrote about uh, experiencing that and reaching that level. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm behind that. I see, I, 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 I'm confident that he experienced that. And so he, you know, he attests to the fact that that's a true thing because he, he himself experienced that. And also many, many thousands of people have, have experienced that same thing and they've left writings and poems and, you know, artwork and, and, and um, all kinds of different spiritual teachings that attest to that. So that's a different, uh, different level. As we said, that's that level of revel revelation that's, that's um, symbolized by this judgment card. So, but more, more, most, most people, um, most people don't really even recall their dreams or the experiences they have during sleep uh, because they haven't really developed the physical instruments to, to record them or to understand them, to remember them, et cetera. But once you do uh, start to do this, and this is something I can attest to, once you do start to work with your dreams, you start to write them down, you start to pay more attention to them, you know, you're able to have more influence over your dreams and you will find at times, you know, you're able to actually have lucid dreaming where you can somewhat control things or, you know, you're kind of consciously aware that you're dreaming and you're still experiencing the dream. It's a strange feeling, but it's very interesting. Um, but once you're able to do that, you know, and you really reach this next level, this level of, of revelation, excuse me, of realization uh, represented by the judgment card. You can do this all the time. And you can be doing work during your sleep in a sense, and you could be planning and, you know, working through issues and all kinds of things. So it's pretty remarkable what, what people, you know, they do a lot of this work in Tibetan Buddhism, the lucid dreaming work, and obviously, um, you know, in magical circles and in Wicca and ceremonial magic, a lot of this is worked on too. Uh, people do this type of work too with um, with psychedelics as well, which is a little bit of a different type of altered consciousness, uh, but but kind of in the same family. Uh, so this Hebrew letter Sheen is important, very important letter, very important letter. It's one of the Hebrew mother letters, Aleph, Mem, and Sheen. Um, it means tooth or fang. Could mean serpent's fang. It's there's a lot of different meanings for it, hieroglyphically and symbolically speaking, kabbalistically. Um, looking at that letter, and it looks like three little tongues of flame rising out of this little base of fire. Uh, so the element of fire is attributed to this um, this uh, this letter. Al, al, the letter Aleph is is air. Mem is is water. And sheen is fire, and those are the, the three three elements that uh, make up earth and make up our kind of material existence. So the sound of the letter sh, sh is is something we all are familiar with. You know, if we've been in the library when we were kids and we were a little bit loud, we got shush shushed. So there's an idea of silence or hissing uh, to this letter. Uh, 
but it also this idea of shin corresponds to the occult wisdom be silent be silent so there's this idea that you know take time to be be silent and really listen more than you speak and take um you know take these ideas seriously and don't necessarily speak about everything you're doing there's there's a power in that there's a power in that uh so serpents of course everywhere recognize the symbols of wisdom they're silent they're subtle jesus had a saying told his disciples to be wise as serpents um and that indicated to those who understood that that uh that he was sharing this this ancient doctrine of the importance of keeping silence so in the you know in the beginning of this uh study of this letter sheen you know we're starting to really approach a deep wisdom and it's something that's sort of been reserved for monks and, and you know, hermits and nuns and so on, this idea of keeping silence um, as a spiritual sort of tool. There's something about not speaking so much, as I, I say this, of course, as I'm as I'm doing a podcast, a long-winded podcast, right? So we see we see the irony in that, but um you know, there's this idea of keeping silent, it, you know, it, it builds this resilience and strength and this, you know, kind of um, focus within that you really can't have while you're kind of always talking and, and never and never listening. There's something about just kind of keeping silent and listening and not having to always respond or always having to share your opinion. Uh, and believe me, I, I love to share my opinion all the time, but, you know, keeping it back a lot of the times, there's a power in that. There's a power in that. So think about that. Um, and it's not really that you're trying to, you know, hide anything or, you know, keep spiritual possessions or ideas from anyone to observe this rule of silence, but it's really about um, connecting to a higher source, connecting to spirits, connecting to a discipline within. Um, and really, it's like uh, in Taoism, Lao Tzu said uh, that the Tao, the, excuse me, the Tao, which is the subject of discussion, is not the true Tao. It's not the true Tao. So something that can be explained isn't the true, the true mystery. So you compare this idea to the idea of the alchemist, which is a little bit different, but it's the same, same similar idea. And they say, our matter has as many names as there are things in this world that is why the foolish know it not our matter our matter we speak of the uh, the philosopher's stone or the uh, the first matter uh, has many names and there's all these different names as we say as many names as there are things in this world that is why the foolish know it not and that matter is something that's within you. You need to dig for that and understand that that alchemical gold and that matter, that first matter, that philosopher's stone is within you. But that great secret, you can't just tell people that. As I, as I just sort of mentioned, I can say those things and I can point those things out. You can hear them and you can read them. But until you understand that idea that you're connected to spirit, that you are spirit, that this divine consciousness is you, and is expressing itself through you till you begin to understand that or get a sort of realization of that really doesn't mean much. So, and, and to try to explain, it's just like when you understand, you know, if you've come with me this far on this journey, then I'm gonna say you're a pretty serious spiritual seeker. 
And I also, you know, I want to encourage you to keep, you know, keep moving forward with your studies um, and keep, you know, having that discipline that you have to, to really focus on all these uh, challenging subjects. Um, but don't get discouraged if, you know, you can't explain to others why you're being drawn toward this material, where it's taking you or what you're learning, because, you know, there's this old saying, you know, and, and again, in the Bible, don't throw pearls before swine. And it doesn't mean that, you know, people are bad who don't understand stuff, but it's like, you know, what are, you know, what are swine going to do with some beautiful pearls? They, you know, they're, they're, they're down in the trough and they're, you know, digging around doing their thing and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a very vivid sort of expression that's trying to explain, like, look, you can't explain spiritual things to material people who aren't interested, you know, that's a big part of it. So don't try to do that. Keep this silence, keep this wisdom, keep working on this great secret within. Um, so it's this like same idea uh, with this, you know, with some of these 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 ideas that that we're gaining through the through tarot that you'll find on your own and you'll find through different teachings and reading and studying. Um, it's really like when you learn a foreign language. Um, at first, you know, you just kind of don't understand. You hear something so many times and it doesn't make any sense to you. And, you know, but once you learn the words and you understand it, then all of a sudden it just, everything becomes clear. So keep at it, keep studying these things, keep, you know, keep, uh, if you don't understand something or, you know, someone uses a word that is, you know, is unfamiliar to you, you know, take the time to Google it, look it up, pick up a dictionary, get a thesaurus, you know, use the old school Oxford Dictionary. I always love that Oxford Dictionary. Look at the etymology of words and really try to deeply understand some of this stuff. Um, you know, and keep at it, you know. If you persist and study, though, there'll be a day when, um, when, when things open up and, you know, the same words that you're reading or hearing or thinking about the same images and symbols that you've been looking at for years and years suddenly just open up with, with really subtle understandings and deep wisdom that you never really got before. And it's the same with these, you know, as I said, with these, with the tarot studies in general, um, these, these symbols that are used to communicate the mysteries, um, you know, these, these ideas, these lessons, these, these keys, these tarot keys we're studying, open the doors of the prison of ignorance. And they will admit you, they'll bring you into the freedom of this true world with a capital T, you know, and the, the language of symbol is the, the speech of the, you know, the inhabitants of this true spiritual world. And really all of our, our languages and all of our symbols and all of our, you know, ways of trying to communicate with each other, really just poor translations of this of the spiritual world behind all of this. So, um, so this key is of course called judgment. And this refers to, um, to this idea of judgment. So you see people rising out of uh, these, these uh, sarcophagi that, that, you know, you see the man, woman and child rising out. So there's an idea of uh, uh, a rebirth, a death and a rebirth. Uh, but this is something uh, it's a really a veil, though. 
It's really a veil. So judgment really is the consequence of weighing evidence. It's this idea of judging something or seeing things clearly. Um, and in ancient Egyptian pictures, when there was the judgment of the soul, so the heart, that you could see the candidate's heart put on uh, sort of these balances, some scales to be weighed. And you'll see on the other side, you know, the heart's on one side and then a feather. So on the other side, that feather represents ma'at. Ma'at is a sort of concept of, of truth or balance or being in alignment with truth in the Egyptian wisdom. Um, and this idea of judgment, you know, also talks about estimation or measurement of something, judgment, judging something correctly. So not just judgment in the sense like we think sometimes like of judgment or, you know, the word judgment almost has a bad connotation, almost like the word discrimination and discrimination obviously can have a bad meaning to it. You know, when we're talking about, you know, like a racial or cultural or, you know, sexual discrimination, et cetera, but discrimination also in these, these older works means the clarity of thinking it means a, a clear decision it's like a, it's like it's it's a different connotation so so this is the same thing with this word judgment it also means estimation it means measurement it doesn't just mean judging someone although it does have that meaning as well but it's also this sort of careful weighing out of the facts and then you begin to see really that um that everything, everything we experience, everything we see, everything we touch, everything we think about, everything we, is, is, is really identical with this one thing, this one presence, this one power. Um, and there's this idea that our true weight must be the same as, as this one thing's weight. And we mean by weight, like it's, it's importance, it's weight, it's substance. Uh, and there's a saying by George Burnell, that uh, Paul Foster case pointed out said, truth is that which is, there cannot be that which is not. Therefore, that which is or truth must be all there is. And that's truth with a capital T. That's this idea of universal or archetypal truth. Uh, and when the weight of the heart, the central consciousness within corresponds to that weight of the feather of truth, that idea of ma'at, then, that's, then the scales of judgment are in balance. Scales of judgment are in balance. So the other idea is it's, it was a reasoned conclusion with judgment. So the Aegis wisdom offers reasonable doctrine. Doesn't expect you to believe uh, something because someone told you. You're, you know, it's the same idea as in Buddhism. You're not expected to believe it because someone tells you it. You're expected to believe it because you experience it. And because it's something reasonable and it's something experiential, you know, and the old, the ageless, uh, in the ageless wisdom, the sages and the wise ones would always say, you know, come now, let's reason together. And even St. Paul talked about this uh, in, the, in the New Testament, talked about the giving up of a false sense of personality and calls it a reasonable sacrifice. In ancient Babylon or Chaldea, or the Chaldean oracles, well, told us uh, told us to join our join works to sacred wisdom, sacred reason. Excuse me, join works to sacred reason. So spiritual understanding and wisdom join works to that. In other words, you know the actions that you take should be connected to spiritual truth and understanding. So you're going to see a lot of this symbolism in in Key Twenty, talking about judgment and wisdom and reasoning. So all those have to do with the meaning of this card in a in a reading as well. 
Um, they also are connected to the final result, the final decision on something, uh, usually the question that's asked. So even de depending on where the card is in the reading, it, it, it's usually referring to the final decision on whatever that, that querent, that person who's asking the question uh, is asking. Uh, so you see also uh, references to the number four, and that number four is associated with reason. Uh, the card number four, uh, the, uh, the emperor is associated with reason. And the number four itself is symbolic of reason, balance, reason, the square. Think about a perfect, perfect square. You see this kind of balanced, reasonable shape in essence. I mean, kind of imagine that. So a judgment is a reason conclusion. And the reasoning that leads to that conclusion then, of course, is that judgment that you make. So it's the end of reasoning as well. Judgment is the a new order of knowing that's been manifested. So old things passed away through the operation of the law uh, that's pictured in key 13, which is the death card. And that's the, uh, that's the agency of that principle of right discrimination that's pictured uh, by key six, which is the letter Zion, that's the lovers. And that Zion, uh, the letter Zion, the Hebrew letter Zion is a sword. And again, that's that idea of right discrimination that I was talking about. So clarity, discrimination. So you think of it like a sword cutting through and making decisions and making clear judgments and clear understandings of concepts and so forth. Philosophical ideas. At this point, then there's, there's, there's no more weighing out of evidence, no more thinking, no more discussions, no arguments for or against, et cetera, but there's a judgment and something, something must be completed. So that's it. I mean, a judgment is a decision and it has direct consequences and action. So this idea, the word decision, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the derivation of that is from a Latin, a Latin root word that means to cut. Decision, scission, incision. You think of it like an incision that a that a that a surgeon makes is the same from that same root. So decision is there's an idea of sort of cutting away of things when you make a decision because you're taking, you know, this versus that. I choose this over that. And that can oftentimes be hard. So this judgment card can be used uh, when you have to make hard decisions. You can meditate on this card and use it to help you to cut through and see things clearly use that judgment that you need to, uh, to, to move forward. So the letter, uh, the letter Shin is connected to that too. It's connected to a Hebrew word that means separation, uh, symbolically, the and this judgment. Also, this idea of judgment cuts off our connection to false knowledge. And that false knowledge is sort of this world, quote unquote, you know, this, this kind of material world that we live in, that this is the be all and end all of our existence. It puts an end to our, the limitations of our three-dimensional uh, consciousness and puts us in, you know, moves it, tells us to move into four-dimensional consciousness that, that Paul Foster Case talks about. And that's really a spiritual consciousness. It's an understanding beyond the three dimensions of material existence. And it terminates, it ends our sense of mortality. So we get in touch with an immortal, eternal feeling within. So we're not afraid any longer. In the Bible, there's uh, this idea of judgment, say, um, there's a sort of promise 
and you know and it says they shall neither they shall hunger no more neither thirst anymore so in other words you're satisfied um with your seeking your seeking uh is no longer needed you you found the source you found the source it's been revealed to you uh, there's a realization the realization is made within yourself that this this source that you come from and you are one and you're done you know you're really done with the misery of life uh, you know you'll still be living in the world but you're you know to quote saint paul again you're you're in the world, but not of the world. So you sort of, you know, experience all the day-to-day -day life, but you do so in a different way with a different spiritual realization. Um, and so this idea of uh, the flame of Shin is a flame of realization. It consumes this kind of all the misconceptions, all the lies that we've been telling ourselves, uh, all the fears and all these different um, hang-ups that we have and so forth so try this week if you can uh, again to work with this card meditate on this card but try to practice a bit of silence you know speak as as little as possible if you can uh, you know if your job is 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 has a lot of you know if you're in sales or marketing and you've got a lot of uh, communication stuff that you have to do i mean obviously do that but maybe even in that you can try to speak as little as possible but with the maximum amount of impact and see if you can do that i mean take a take a test of it try to keep your emotions control under control and really try to keep your thoughts quiet this week you know work on some meditation focus on the breath be in the moment and you begin to realize that you know as you kind of keep quiet and you focus within and you kind of turn that searchlight of of consciousness within um, that you realize that it conserves energy for really useful things so for the things you really want to do for your passions in life for your spiritual growth for you know for connecting to family and friends and for you know connecting to the ancestors and you know those in the spirit world and so on it opens up a new sense of sort of uh, psychic understandings and psychological understanding, spiritual understanding, and so on. Continue this, you know, and work on this. And you want to do it for the rest of your life, honestly. If you if you do it, and I spent time in um, ashrams and so on, doing meditation practices and doing different studies and so on. Um, and I can tell you, you know, in those in those periods of time, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of silence. You know, in between uh, the classes and things like that, and 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 it, in silence during meals and things like that, and it really does give you a different perspective on life. This this idea of silence. So, you know, try it, and I I, I believe you will you will like it. So, thank you again for joining me. Uh, we'll be back in the next uh, couple of weeks to do the last one, Key Twenty One, which is the world. And again. Uh, you know, thank you, Paul Foster Case. I'm going to end with the uh, uh, the pattern on the trestle board that I used to do at the beginning of the show, uh, but I really recommend you guys uh, learn this. This is a fabulous affirmation that you can use uh, each day. It's great to do at night uh, before you go to sleep and in the morning after you get up, and it is this. So pattern on the trestle board this is from Dr. Paul Foster Case. So zero, all the power that ever was or will be is here now. Number one, 
center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, it's unfailing wisdom takes form in thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law and guided moment by moment along the path of liberation. Number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. Number five, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice in all circumstances in my life. Number six, in all things great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will, supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding. Mine is the victorious life. Number eight, I look forward with confidence to the perfect realization, the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Number 10, the kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we're at cosmiceye.org. Uh, please follow me at cosmic at cosmic Itero on Instagram. And to also follow at Angel on the eighth day and join us for our, our show. Uh, it's on Thursdays now. We record it on, on Wednesday night. Uh, so that's our spirit work show that we do. And we talk about clairvoyance and psychic uh, manifestations and development, uh, crystals, essential oils, um, uh, pretty much everything under the sun. So it's a, it's a great show. We have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, so check us out. Uh, thanks again. Blessings and light. I will be back soon. Bye-bye.